You're listening to Monster Riff Presents with your host, Monster Riff Editor, Pat Schober. And now, here's Pat. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Monster Riff Presents brought to you by MonsterRiff.com, the search for the ultimate riff. As always, I'm your host, Pat Schober. And with me today is Silent Monolith, a uh, stoner rock band out of Nashville, Tennessee. They just put out an awesome, awesome album called Empty Kingdom uh, about a month or two ago. Really, really cool record. Uh, Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for for having us. Yeah. So it's great to have you here with me today, just for our, our listeners' sake. Uh, we this is a trio. We've got KJ, who is the primary songwriter, the frontman, uh, lead guitarist. We've got uh, Zach, who's a drummer, and we've got Logan uh, playing bass. So it's great to have you guys here. Um, thanks for hopping on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks again. To get started, let's let's talk about about Empty Kingdom. It seems like you know, like on I I say this like I'm not just blowing smoke on on the show or because because you guys are here but so far this has been one of my my favorite records of the year it's always great when you uh you get like like a real like stoner rock or stoner metal album that just kind of gets it um because like in this you hear a lot of metallica coc caius uh soundgarden i heard like bits of like sasquatch and like spiritual beggars um i heard other people like saying like karma to burn so like that's not bad company to to be in by any means and it's also like a smart record too there's a lot of like political commentary and social commentary um how did it how did it feel to finally get this record out oh man Uh, for as long as it took to 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 get it recorded for everything that's happened in the last four and a half five years to finally release that was like coming up from the deep end of the swimming pool and getting a breath of fresh air <laughs> for me. That's what it felt like for me because it was been such a long, painful, frustrating process. I mean, the amount of, the amount of stuff that's happened to me just, you know, health wise, you know, in my personal life with losing my dad and then we lost my mother-in-law just a few months ago, you know, everything that's happened um, has, you know, been, leading up to that so it was it really was truly like i I could just exhale but only for a minute because before the album was even released i was like i'm ready i'm ready for the next album (laughs) (laughs) well that was that was something we were talking about before the show right like it was 2015 another way to fly came out you had some of the material for this record you kind of ironed out as you were producing that one so here we are seven years later. Some of these songs are seven or eight years old at this point. Sure. Um, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Musically, yes. I would say lyrically, though, are there a lot? Lyrically, it's it's a lot more, uh, a lot newer. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that some of the I, only one of the songs, the lyrics, the lyrics actually go back a ways. But most of the lyrics are fairly, fairly new within just the last last couple of years but yes absolutely like music wise the riffs and mm-hmm. structure and stuff yeah some of that's been been, been around for a, a few years yeah i mean I, I was i went back today and i listened to another way to fly just to to get some comparison there and um 
it it feels it feels like a like this latest record is a little bit more mature. Another way to fly, I listened to it again and I heard like maybe a little more Nashville in there. Maybe like not it was it's definitely not a country record and it's not a country rock record. But there were a few riffs in there. I was like, that's that's a pretty badass outlaw country riff right there. <laughs> do you do you I mean, like when you compare those two albums side by side, what kind of differences do you see? With the first one, it was obviously there is the Nashville influence. Um, we, and we actually recorded that in, in the, the engineer's basement, you know, and we recorded in his basement. So we didn't have, we didn't even go into an actual studio for that one. And yeah, I, I think looking at the first one to the second one, I would say the first one, you know, was kind of your your typical first EP slash, you know, album or whatever you want to call it, um, that band's you know, you're just super excited about these new songs and you just want to get them out there, you know. So maybe maybe you don't quite pay as much attention to the production. Maybe you don't quite add all the stuff that you would like to add, you know, but you don't realize it till you go back and listen to it after you've sat on it for a couple of years. So, yeah. I mean, I would say that, that. And then the second one, because of everything that's happened, like, I think it's enabled to be able to be more thorough dare I say overthink some stuff, you know, and, and really kind of, you know, take, take the time needed in my opinion to add different things to, um, to the song. Like, like for instance, there's, there's no keys on the first album, not one, but on, on the new one, you know, a, a bunch of the songs have, yeah. have keyboard parts. There, there are a few conversations we can jump into at once. First of all, I, I want to say again, how sorry I am to hear about the the losses in your family um, you and I have, you know, we've been talking on and off for the last few weeks. And one thing that has kind of permeated those conversations is what you brought up earlier about your foot. Like yes. you got a hole in your foot. Um, it's, it's not the type of injury that when you injure a foot, you stub your toe walking across, you know, the dining room, whatever that sucks. You deal with it. You're better. You had like a life threatening hole in your foot uh it's taken forever to heal um so you're kind of laid up quite a bit does does that did that ultimately help you with this record having more time to kind of think about things and kind of work through different parts of it i mean lyrically 100 percent, yes i mean yes absolutely um because you know i mean with everything i've been through health-wise you know (laughs) literally I've had, you know, a few toes amputated on both feet. Um, I've, you know, spent months and months in wheelchairs at different at different periods because of this of the emergency surgeries. Uh, uh, almost died literally twice, you know, because of the infections in my feet. Um, in fact, you know, my the first time I was in the, laid up in the hospital, I the, that the same week that I almost died my dad passed away like literally that that exact same week he was in the hospital in atlanta and i was in the hospital here so my mom was going ape shit you know she didn't know what yeah. <laughs> but i lyrically 1000 percent that you I mean that, that my some of my you know feelings of depression some of my, my feelings of frustration just some a lot of my anger you know that is definitely in the lyrics of of a lot of those songs um and 
not necessarily they're not necessarily may, may not necessarily be about that and what I went through, but definitely there's anger about whatever the subject matter of that particular song mm-hmm. for sure. And and that kind of and just everything that I went through kind of fed into that for sure. When when you kind of so you we've had some some growth from album to album. You mentioned you're working on new material now. Uh, what is what does the new stuff sound like, guys? Want to answer that? I mean, I can. May as well. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I because I'm the newest member of the band. So so I've been about a year now. Mm-hmm. Want to say yeah. So so I guess also coming across coming from a, a bystander point of view you know i see the of course the second album being more the um i guess you can say your more mature album you know than the first one kind of has more of the to me more like the southern blues like heavy southern metal i guess you could say sure and i guess the stuff we're working on now kind of goes back goes back a little bit to the first one but still has kind of like the matureness to it you know so i guess going back to like slower heavier Groove laden riffs is how I would say. Yeah, so, so far, far, I mean, yeah, so far, but yeah, it's going to be. I I do not like doing the same thing over and over again. I, I don't want to be the ACDC of Stone Rock. Nothing gets ACDC. <laughs> I want the next album to sound different than the last album, you know. And and um, so so far. You know, kind of the direction we're heading so far is, is going to be like he like Zach was saying. Uh, some there's going to be a, some slower, like a lot heavier, you know, aspects to the new album. More doom, more doom influence. Um, more angry, angrier vocals. Not necessarily angrier lyrics, but that mm. will probably be part of it. Um, it just <laughs> depends on which way I choose to go lyrically. But angrier vocals for sure. There's going to be some real heavy stuff on the next. I guarantee. You. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Um, one thing one thing that was was interesting about the latest one was just like the lineup. I mean, over seven years, even within those seven years, you had multiple kind of lineup changes, multiple contributions. I remember like uh, when I when I was doing the review for it, I was like, I'm not even. I don't know how to do this. I just copied and pasted everything you gave me. I was like, here's who was on the record. I don't know. Make make whatever you want of it. Um, but for for Logan and Zach, I mean, like, uh, is that intimidating at all to come on to a band that had has had so many like roster changes over the last decade or so? For for me, no, because the way I see it now, and it, it goes back to what we've talked about previously. You know, he's had his, you know, KJ's had his health issues. Over the years, you know, that broke things apart and, you know, elongated, the, you know, the process over time. And I think now with us working on new music, you know, together, the three of us, that gives us more, you know, continuity and more time to really work on the songs instead of like having, you know, breaks back and forth. Now together with us, we can kind of get that sound together, like really tone in on what we're working on. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's very beneficial. I don't see it as intimidating. I mean, one of my favorite bands is Crowbar, and they've had about 150 members in their last 12 albums or so. So not literally, you know, but they've had quite a few people in and out. So, but, you know, it's just all about, you know, the music and just having the chemistry down for, for all of that. So how did the the three of you come together? Because um, I, I was watching the 
the interview from 2018, uh, I think it was at the buzz bin at um, the Stone Metal of Doom, not not Stone Metal of Doom. Um, what, what festival was that at the? Yeah, Doom to Stone, Doom uh, Stone Ohio. Uh, in Ohio. And like the running joke throughout that interview was that like you had gotten the drummer like two days before. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure was pretty, pretty hectic. He, he was just a friend. He was just a buddy that, that, that filled in with us. He wasn't even a part of the band. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, he just filled in with us for that, that one show. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's part of what's like fascinating about the, the story of this band was like, it was originally formed on like, like Craigslist and slowly mm-hmm. fleshed itself out. So like, how, how did the three of you get together? I started playing shows uh, with this band and other groups, like playing the same bills about 2017 and 18 and became friends with KJ and the current bass player, Nate at the time. And, uh, I guess when it came time for Nate to leave, he just asked me to do it along with KJ. It was kind of just, uh, almost planned out that I would be the the next bass player whenever that opened up. But, uh, yeah, uh, Zach came in a lot more recently when we, uh, when we decided to start playing live again after KJ, you know, recovered, we just needed a drummer. He's been uh, steady ever since with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met you through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never use Facebook. <laughs> Only times I use Facebook is like for marketplace, you know, if I need, you know, looking for drum stuff or something for the vehicle. And I started looking on, because I moved here, I moved here to Nashville in, I think, August of 2019. I moved here from Austin. So I lived in Austin, Texas for four years, you know, playing some bands down there and moved up here. And I think it was probably about about July, August, sometime around that, you and me got in contact. I want to say, oh shit, what year is it now? 2020, 2021. So yeah. once things kind of started leveling out. Yeah, after yeah, once things started pulling down after the pandemic, you know, because I, I moved here and six months later, there was a shutdown. I was like, well, shit, I'm playing music for a little bit. So, but like I said, once things cleared up a little bit, you know, I figured I want to, you know, connect myself in the scene since I lived here. And that's how I met KJ. They said they were looking for a drummer that's more like the, uh, like Jimmy Bauer and, which I'm a huge Jimmy Bauer fan. You know, I love Down, one of my favorite bands. Them and, um, you know, Travis Owen, who played yeah. drums for Weed Eater yes. and Artemis Pile Driver. And I was like, fuck, I love that stuff. <laughs> so I was up, you know, and that, that's how we got connected. Then we started jamming. And man, I was like, man, I love this shit. Yeah. yeah, no, I love the music. You know, I love the sound and the tone. I was like, let's do this. I, I did want to talk about Nashville, but it's interesting. You said you're from Austin because obviously that's another huge uh-huh. music city. How did yeah, how did the two I cities moved all around? But I I moved here from Austin, so yeah. But, how did how did the two cities compare in in like uh, in relation to like live music? You know, like there's uh, so when it comes to Austin, there's a lot more venues. I mean, hell, you can look in like the showcase. You know, the Austin showcase of your weekly concerts and whatnot. And for South by Southwest, you'll have about 200 venues doing shows. Which just when I look at that, that just boggled my mind. You know, you have you have you definitely have a smaller scene here, I guess, for our music. You know, because in Austin, the stoner heavier music, they, they have a big scene there, real big scene of thriving. We just uh, played down there for Southwest, South by Southwest. But here in Nashville, it's it's just a different vibe. You know, because of course you're mostly known for country music, 
in Nashville, but there's everything going on here. You know, you have a lot of, a lot of good rock bands, you know, we got your heavier bands, you know, blues, all that stuff, which is, there's a lot of similarities between Austin and Nashville for sure, but they also have their own, they set each self off, you know, differently. They all have their small differences, but I would just say like the overall scene, at least for us in our genres, there's definitely fewer venues, but it's still, you know, you still have a great scene here. Yeah. I, I remember going down to Nashville for work a few years ago and I think, is it, is it Broadway? Uh, one of like the big <laughs> bars, oh, yeah. very like touristy, but I, I remember just like, I went out, had a few drinks and then I just like, just wandered down the street and just like hopped in different places according to what I heard. And I would just like hear a song that I liked to figure out where it was and then just hop in. And it was beautiful. It was like one of the best nights I've ever been like, oh, like away from home, just like hanging out, listening to music all night. Yeah. Broadway, like the players are legit. Like the players are amazing. Like the best musicians in the world are here. You know, I I I I would stand them up. I would stand up the players in Nashville just by my but but like that downtown Broadway, you know, cover song scene just it gets old fast. <laughs> I think I uh, the first bar I went into I went into because somebody was covering uh, "Zombie" by the Cranberries. So yeah, it was a lot yeah. of covers. There you go. Also, uh, I didn't know this going in, but you've got a lot of um, bachelorette parties down there. Oh, my God. It's the bachelorette capital of the world. Yeah. I, I, my, I remember my Uber driver saying something uh, on the way into town. I'm sure that gets old pretty quick. It's it's overtaken. Well, maybe not, but it's close to Las Vegas. Yeah. It's, and, and, it, and it's just just about as dirty. <laughs> Well, they say about what stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, Nashville's getting like that too. You talk to some friends that are that work in the bars downtown, they'll, you know, they'll tell you if your fiance want to do her bachelorette party in Nashville, (laughs) (laughs) that's not necessarily a good thing. (laughs) Um. So, can you can you break down the the music scene? in nashville a little bit more because like on the surface it's like the country music capital and so i assume like a lot of people are listening to country but it's also just music in general uh pretty popular so um what what do, what do you typically hear like walking around broadway or other sections of, of nashville well me personally i hardly ever go to broadway usually if if it's you know being that i also you know i moved here to Nashville back in 2009, you know, to pursue songwriting, you know, to be a songwriter. And uh, so I was, I was kind of in that world. I still am in a way, not, not as much as I used to be. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it's now more um, artist specific or show specific as far as what I'm looking for. Like, because I'm kind of more familiar with the, with the venues, you know, it's, it's it's I don't necessarily just like go to Broadway and just walk down the sidewalk and mm-hmm. you know unless unless I have a friend or something that's maybe sitting on sitting in on guitar or an artist friend that's you know playing a set you know I mean that that's completely different but now because because Nashville on one hand because there's a shit ton of stuff to do you you'll always have something to do 
but also because there's a shit ton of stuff to do, it could be overwhelming. So you almost kind of have to be more specific as to what you're looking for. And I know, uh, I know Logan, he sits in with a lot of bands, don't you? He played yeah. A few, he played a few. Uh, I, I do play with the 60s rock band in town occasionally on bass. And I used to play in a speed metal group in oh, town. Well, but uh, no longer do that. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a few different uh, groups of bands based on different, I would almost say like a, a decade based genre so like 60s vintage groups in town and then some 80s metal revival groups that we see around too mm-hmm. uh, one of the interesting ones that i think kj might have been referring to uh is a, i have a friend that plays country metal yeah <laughs> and um it's a mix between 80s hair metal and florida georgia line type country <laughs> very which is very entertaining to watch and uh is it entertaining to listen to as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. He he does the very uh very good job of eight. So yeah. phenomenal players and everything. Yeah. But I, I um, would say as far as our genre, it's not a huge part of Nashville, but I think the bands that are part of are are, are pretty good. I would I would say pretty good, you know, like you know, our 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 friends you know howling giant you know they're they're killing it they're 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 a killer band and you know like there's not many of us and you know even i even though you know i wouldn't say we we sound alike but because that our this kind of stoner doom genre in here in nashville isn't like full of hundreds and hundreds of bands you know the ones that, that it is you know you know we're going to be you know kind of grouped in with them and and with other bands and stuff and you know we it, it's we try to support each other as much as we can for sure because it, it, it isn't a huge scene but the elite but the bands that are that are, that are involved are, are you know all all of them are pretty good um do you have any i i and i know this probably goes back to to the the foot issues are there any live shows coming up for silent monolith yes Yes, there's uh, one uh, one in October and one in November. Do you want to plug those locations? Um, one of the, they're, they're both at the same place. They're both got, at, at Springwater uh, Supper Club here in uh, here in Nashville. I don't have the specific dates yet, uh, but we we are we do definitely have one in early October and one in early November. I don't have a uh, the dates aren't solidified quite yet because we we were hit up by some friends from out of town gotcha when you and i were talking about this earlier if i remember correctly the concern was that you wanted to like go back on stage legit and you wanted your feet under you and you wanted to be standing and be able to give it your all do you you feel like you're in a spot where october november you're going to be at full strength again well I, i you know i thought i would already be out of my brace and and we the last couple couple shows we played i've had to play sitting down because of my foot you know so i mean i don't know i i, I hope so <laughs> i really do because i i'm tired of i'm tired of uh i don't i don't i don't i don't feel you know obviously i'm not 100 percent, but i don't i also don't feel 100 percent, and yeah you know some, sometimes that affects my confidence you know and when i don't when i lack confidence is when you know my playings isn't as couldn't my playing could be better my singing could be better you know and 
and like I I hope so. I mean, I, I'm I'm I'm. It's been such a slow process because um, just of you know where the wound is located. It's not an easy place. It, you know, it's right on the ball of my foot. So anytime I take a step, I'm putting pressure on that wound. Mm-hmm. And so the wound is, it takes so much longer. I mean, if, if I were in like a wheelchair again, and could be in a wheelchair for about a month, it would probably be completely healed. You know, but unfortunately, you know, I, you know we, we, we've all got jobs and <laughs> we have to work. And, and I can't be in a wheelchair for, you know, a solid month, you know, so, but it's just been really a really slow process. Uh, and so I am, things, things are trending in the right direction because I went from a cast to a removable brace, which I'm still got a, something on my foot, but it's not as immovable as the cast was. So things are trending in the right direction. I just, you know, they're not going as fast as I'd like them. Well, and I would say with us, that, that's the benefit of having the writing process now is to be able to work on these riffs. Then once by the time you're at 100%, close enough to it, we can finally go out there, you know, and perform that, you know, get that all out. So absolutely. I, I think we talked about this before, but I mean, one of the, the best shows I've ever seen was a local eight show where uh, Scott Lucas was in the cast and he just like whipped around the stage on an office chair for the entire set. And it was, it was, it was absolutely magical. And he made up some BS story. He was like, you guys want to hear how I broke my foot? Everyone was like, yeah. And he talked about how he was just like riding his bike one day and Bono came along and stuck a, a stick into his wheel and he flipped over the the handlebars and he broke his leg and uh, it was great. Uh, so, you know, there's an opportunity just bring your own office chair. I mean, Kirk Cobain did it, you know, he had an office yeah. chair for the, one of those, uh, unplugged sets. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I like to make up some bullshit mm-hmm. about my foot, you know, because the truth is just so boring and un, uninteresting. <laughs> what, what is, uh, is the truth since we've brought it up so many times so far? Um, the truth is on my left foot, I went to, it was, Turned out being to be the last vacation with my parents um, before my dad passed. Uh, we didn't know that at the time. And I was, we were going to the beach, my wife and I, and I uh, got to the end of the boardwalk. I took my shoe, my sandals off, and they had these little kind of cubby holes that you can put your shoes and stuff in while you walk, go out to the beach. So I took my sandals off and I put them in the cubby hole and I took literally about four steps on the hot boardwalk. And it caused a second degree burn on my left foot, on the bottom of my left foot, uh, which ended up getting infected and caused my first surgery and my first, you know, uh, close call with death. <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 that's how that happened on my, and then around the same time on my right foot, I literally stepped on a rock mm. and it pierced the bottom of my skin. And it got infected. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, it was rough. So yeah, no uh, luck with the the infections there. No, and then and, and really kind of everything that's happened since then, is kind of been from the, the from the wounds that would, they'll heal, and then they'll reopen and get infected, and then another surgery, another 
another few months of wound care. You know, it's just, it's been, it's been brutal, man. Luckily, luckily my right foot has stayed healed and stayed healed for over a year now. So, we're, you know, let's hope that it's going to continue to go in that direction. Uh, my left foot, it's just, you know, it's been a really a lot slower process. You, you mentioned sometimes making stuff up. Yeah. People, what, what are the more interesting stories you tell? Okay. Well, yeah, my uh, favorite one, which my wife hates, but uh, what I like to tell people is that, you know, my, I'll say, you know, like, you know, my, my wife uh, told me that I can uh, either listen to her and continue walking forward or I can ignore her and limp back. I'm not a very good listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the punchline or whatever, you know, or another one is, you know, I, I, st- I started, uh, I started my only fans the other day. And apparently I'm the only one legged man that's doing, doing pretty well on only fans. <laughs> so, you know, st- stupid shit like that. You yeah. Know, I, I, I've got all kind of really terrible jokes. So, um, you, you're working on some new material. The album just came out. You have a couple shows coming up. Uh, is there anything else on on the horizon for the band? Um, there's potentially some really cool stuff next year that that I'm not quite ready to get out there yet. <laughs> some really cool stuff uh, that, that I don't even know about it yet. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> very it's, new. Yeah, still in the world, but it, it won't be like when I say next year. I'm not talking about like January. It's yeah, you know, it's months and months and months and months from now. Is it uh like show? Is it yes, tour, 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 tour related, or related, or out of town, out of town shows related? You know, but again, nothing, nothing has no dates or anything solidified yet. But it's there's been contact. <laughs> there's been there's been a you know some some correspondence you know so um yeah but once i get healed and i'm not fighting this you know my my foot gets gets to the point where i'm not wearing a big brace or cast you know and i'm in a shoe you know we are going to be playing some out of town shows Mm -hmm. Um, and i don't i don't know you know again with how with how long it's going to take to heal because you know, I, I don't really want to be going out of town when I'm still fighting a wound on my foot, you know. But it also, you know, I mean, that does hinder get, get us getting out there. And I and I understand that, you know. And, like, it's, again, it's, I guess it's not really fair. But at the same time, you know, like, I, I, I don't I don't want to be back. I don't want to wind up back in the hospital bed on death's door. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you're going through it for years now, I mean, there's no use in prolonging it any further if you don't have to. For the the thing that might be a tour, if you might be coming up to Pittsburgh, maybe might let me know, and I might, <laughs> For sure. and I might hook you up. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there there was potentially a we were going, you know, looking looking at doing some Midwest dates, you know, around this time before like that, but that was back when I thought I would, you know, was going to be healed. And my foot has impacted a lot. Of a lot of uh, a lot of what we could be doing from playing more out of town stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's not fair to these guys. But you know, I, it's at the same time I was like, I, I just I just want to fucking get healed, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like you're really close. 
I'm as close as I was the last time it got healed before it reopened. <laughs> so well, good luck on that. Um, before before we kind of conclude here, where where's the best place for people to learn more about you? And where is the best place for people to hear your music? Well, we got a website now, the silentmonolithband.com. And then our Bandcamp page is is a great place to be able to download our, uh, you know, all of our releases so far. And our Spotify, you know, our, our Spotify um, is up and running. You can hear, you can hear everything. You can stream everything we've released on our Spotify page. Those are probably the main three. Yeah. Also, also the Instagram and Facebook. Oh, Instagram and Facebook too. Yes, I think you're rocking a, a Twitter is too, right? Yeah, yeah. Active That's, over there. Uh, we got a, we got some Twitter stuff going on. For we got sure. a TikTok. Oh yeah, we got. The oh, TikTok. we got a TikTok, yeah, TikTok too. Yeah. Come on, you can't forget yeah. that TikTok. I mean, pretty pretty soon we're gonna start doing dancing videos on our TikTok. No, I need to get. I need <laughs> to get <laughs> soon as my foot heals. Yeah, and me to have a good buzz. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for hopping on the show today, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for us. Thanks for We appreciate, you know, everything you do for, you know, bands like us, man. We really do. Thank you. Happy to do it. Uh, It has been an absolute blast. So great to work with musicians like you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) 